Hello, and welcome to the Navigating Business Podcast, where we dive into the stories and lives of small business owners around the country to learn about their triumphs, their failures, and everything in between. I'm Nate Hendricks, and I'm here today with Leslie and Peter Clifford, the owners of Colfax Marketing Group. I'm really excited to to hear more about your business and and what you guys have to tell us today. One of the cool things about Leslie and Peter is they are married and they do own the business together. So they're really working through some interesting uh, work, family dynamics. I'm sure we'll hear more about that. But before we get into that, why don't you guys tell us a little bit about Colfax? Tell us about, tell us about your business. Okay. Well, um, we're a small marketing consultancy. Uh, we officially launched uh, in January of this year, January of 2020. And uh, we offer a, uh, I guess a somewhat unique combination of traditional uh, branding, communication, and um, uh, marketing strategy, along with market research services. Um, our, this is where it gets a little different still, is our market research offerings uh, include uh, both consumer, you know, traditional consumer market research, and real estate-related uh, market research. Uh, it's not the usual combination you uh, necessarily find, but, uh, but um, it's a result of merging, uh, I guess, each of our, the, both of our uh, industry and uh, expertise and, and, uh, and co- the consulting businesses we had separately beforehand, before we uh, founded or uh, established Colfax. Um, I just, by background, I started in a uh, traditional advertising agency years ago, and then later moved into commercial real estate marketing and market research and, and ultimately uh, into housing, residential, uh, and, and related market research and consulting. So that's sort of my personal background. And, and my background uh, was started actually in traditional consumer market research, qualitative and quantitative, and obviously over the years, you know, more online. Uh, and this all led to a career in communications and marketing at advertising agencies and then more integrated agencies, both large and small. So it's interesting when you bring in market research, it means different things to our different parts of the business. Yeah, yeah for sure. That makes sense. And, and for someone who is not a marketer by trade, it's always helpful to, to have those different parts described because otherwise you just hear a lot of you know, buzzwords that necessarily don't mean too much if you're not familiar with the industry. So I appreciate you guys describing the different parts for sure. So you said your your business is relatively new. You said started at the beginning of this year. Um, we are having this interview in 2020. So obviously it's been kind of a crazy year just with COVID-19 and other things. So I don't want to steal your thunder too much, but what are some of the the surprises you've you've run into since launching your business? And and what are some of the things, good and bad, that that came up that you didn't anticipate? I mean, when when any of us start a business, it ra- rarely goes to plan, at least, you know, in the, in the micro details or even the larger details. So what have been some of those things for you guys as, as the business has started out? Well, I mean, of course, you, you mentioned that the, you did steal our thunder. <laughs> you mentioned the biggest single one. Uh, you know, the, clearly the pandemic, uh, we certainly weren't expecting anything like this. Um, you know, we both had things, projects going that we were working on and, and bringing to completion prior to the, the whole lockdown back in March. Um, so that kept us going for a while. Um, but, you know, our, our new our new business model was really based on on in-person, one-on-one networking and and uh, events and such, and that you know <laughs> kind of went out the window. Um, 
after uh, the middle of March. And uh, so, you know, it, it felt, it also just felt a little uh, out of touch or whatever to, um, to, to be focusing on new business in the early days, at least of the, of the pandemic. Um, so we, we've taken a, I guess, kind of a three prong, three phase approach. Um, we've used the extra time that we've had found ourselves with to finish and, and refine our own our own uh, branding and website development, uh, our, you know, our tech systems such as they are, uh, financial tools and all, um, you know, things that, you know, we probably, you know, we, did, we didn't have totally fleshed out at the beginning. So it's kind of gave us, you know, a little bit of time to develop things a little bit more there. Um, we've also used some of the time and money that, uh, or some of the money I should say in particular in, in time that we um, expected to spend against new business and, and pitches and uh, put it towards pro bono work. This kept us, uh, you know, feeling engaged and, and productive, and uh, you know, networked to new networked to new groups of of people, and, and allowed us to to build some uh, additional case studies. Uh, and I guess also we, um, you know, more than anything, we just learned to be patient. Uh, you know, it's not <laughs> really a strong suit for either of us, but uh, we're getting better at it. The, yeah. To build on this too, as you mentioned in your opening, um, we weren't quite sure um, how this, you know, marriage slash work relationship would go. Um, we didn't get married knowing we'd be in business together. And one of the things I guess we stumbled upon, and I, you know, it seems to work well, is that um, the two relationships operate very differently. Um, for work, we each have separate areas of expertise and pretty much make all those decisions in those areas. Um, Peter is CTO, CFO, and runs the real estate side of the business, while my responsibilities um, are fall under CMO, new business, and I take care of the branding and communications projects. Now, this is you know very different than, say, how we make family decisions we tend to talk and overanalyze things personally and there's a lot of <laughs> communication <laughs> but when it comes to work it's like yeah he took care of that and he'll let me know or i took care of this and i let him know and so um i guess the key takeaways in this part is just be prepared to have a separate type of relationship with your spouse personally versus professionally it seems to have worked well for us yeah, that's that's very interesting and and that's very insightful too. I mean, my my wife does a very different type of job than I do. I mean, I'm a business owner, do bookkeeping. She is a nurse, so completely different, you know, not in the business world at all. And I I'm just so interested. I'm I almost want to start working with her just to see what that relationship is like. Like <laughs> test it out. What is this dynamic going to be like? But that's really interesting. So, really a big separation of of roles there, very clear separation of roles. And that makes a lot of sense. It's it seems like your work relationship is is very similar to um, what what two people who are not in a relationship would have, right? You're going to do this. I'm going to do this, and I'm going to trust that you're going to do this. We don't need to necessarily commingle responsibilities. That's that's pretty interesting. It, absolutely, and that's you know when we were thinking about this as we were describing our relationship, we thought you know the professional one. It's it's really what you would want with any colleague, right? Mm -hmm. I trust you to do right. your job. You trust me to do mine. And I guess, yeah. you know, by being married, we had the built-in trust. I was going to say, yeah, <laughs> probably naturally, you know, you've been, when you're married for 18 years, you know, the trust, you know, 
sort of, sort of, you know, sort of naturally builds up, you know, on the, mm-hmm. just, just through that ongoing relationship. So, you know, just extending it to the, to the business, uh, you know, it's not, not that big of a leap. Sure. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I also really like your first point. You said you were talking about patience, Peter, and, and the importance of that, especially this year as, um, you know, the year has just been so different than, than we ever planned. Um, but what are, what are some of the areas specifically where, where you've really needed that patience? I mean, I, I totally see that just from my own story of starting a business of, you know, oh, clients are going to come out of the woodwork and, you know, it's going to be really easy and the marketing is going to all make sense and the back ends are going to all make sense. So for me personally, I, I totally see that. But for someone who's starting a new business, what are some of the areas you think that they're going to need patience specifically in? What are some of the areas that they may think are going to be a cakewalk and then may turn out to be more difficult and they may need some of that patience in? Well, um, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure I would have expected anything to be a cakewalk, but, um, but I mean, I guess, I guess, um, I mean, I'm speaking from my perspective here, you know, a lot of, a lot of the work that I do, the real the housing and real estate work involves some kind of public funding and all. And, and it's, there's a kind of a regularity, just kind of a calendar standpoint to it, a seasonality standpoint to it. And so, you know, things just, you know, things just sort of uh, went, went dead at a certain point. And some of these projects, I know, I mean, I talk to people, I know, I know they're out there. I know that, that people are still thinking about doing things that, you know, this senior development or there's some, you know, family, multifamily project, whatever. It's just that with so many uncertainties and, and it, I mean, not, not just the basic, you know, social uncertainty of, of, you know, when we can go out and safely interact again, but just the, the financial uncertainties. I mean, yeah, so far, you know, the financial system is held together and in some respects, you know, money's very cheap right now. So there's some, some, you know, that's sort of appealing, but the other, on the other hand, no, a lot of people aren't really ready to pull the trigger and, and take the risk and going forward with things. Right. So, it's, so it's just, you know, it's just keeping up with things, I guess is the way I would describe it. just keeping, you know, staying on things and keeping tabs on mm-hmm. people and just knowing that they'll, that things will come through eventually, you know, if you've got a relationship with a particular client. Um, sure. So the, uh, so the persistence along with the patients, right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and just from a, and just from a, also just obviously from a, you know, revenue cash flow standpoint, just um, figuring out, I mean, we, we took some, you know, this is something we thought about, like, you know, we had our, we had our goals and our, our, um, you know, which are fairly ambitious, I guess, retainable, but ambitious going into this. But we also, you know, said, hey, what if, you know, what if things don't materialize, like we think they're going to, for either of us, what can we withstand in terms of, you know, the, you know, the projects don't come through, like just purely the the, the revenue doesn't come in, like you think it's going to, or, or just from a cash flow standpoint. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we both have clients. I mean, I have, I know I have clients who, you know, <laughs> some some pay right away and some you you finish something and you and you bill them and you're hounding them, you know, two or three months <laughs> later trying to get paid. So, you know, it's very uneven. So anyway, just, just knowing, uh, kind of knowing your thresholds, I guess, what, you know, what you could just, you know, having that as part of your, in the picture, I guess, uh, that's, you know, and, and, and of yeah. course there's a, a patience element to that too. It's just like right. knowing, knowing it's going to come through at some point, but just being ready to wait if you have to. Right. Yeah. I, I like kind of the duality of that knowing that you may, you may need to wait for things and it may take some time, especially like you said, when you're talking about cash flow, you know, when you're waiting on invoices to be paid, 
you, you can hope and know that, you know, it may be a while, but it's eventually going to come. But you also do need that persistence where you need to keep following up with people and saying, hey, by the way, hey, by the way, <laughs> this is, you know, this is still sitting here. So I like kind of the, the dual nature of that. I think that's important. And I mean, man, whenever someone brings cash flow onto my podcast, bonus points there because that <laughs> that's my love language right there. So I love it. So you guys have been in business since since January. You've, you know, gone through a lot of months of COVID here already. The majority of your business has been during COVID. Um, any, any missteps that you've learned from in that time in the business? You know, it's been interesting since it had been quiet and, you know, the, the old joke of cobbler's kids have no shoes. You're so busy doing marketing for other people that you often forget to market your own brand. So as Peter mentioned, we took this quiet time to make sure our website was up and um, I really started putting more into the blog and things like that. And I realized I really wanted, you know, some proprietary data so that we could have ownable content to talk about. And given that market research is in our blood, we fielded an online study uh, about touch, trust, and shoppers in the age of COVID. We thought it was pretty timely. And as usually happens, you know, you have a hypothesis and often results don't always come back exactly as you suspected. And that was kind of the first like, uh uh-oh. Not not that actually our instincts were off, but when we first got it back, I was like, oh, you know, what are we going to do with this? This is, you know, I kind of had some of the blogs mapped out and I was like, gosh, this this isn't coming the way I'd hoped. Mm-hmm. However, you know, experience has taught me, you know, if you dig deeper and then you pull in existing secondary information, what I did find is that there had been a lot of other research done in the past few years that actually nicely dovetailed or helped provide additional nuance to some of the things that we found. So um, what we started doing is providing infographs and doing blogs that actually expanded where we went and content further than we originally thought. And the irony of this is, you know, we're, we're great food recyclers and, and the term now or trend is food upcycling, you know, zero waste, right? And I realized that's exactly what we're doing with our own business resources. You know, you don't discard ideas, data, processes. You always can find a new use for them. Mm. And that was one of those, okay, you know what, instead of, you know, thinking if this doesn't come out perfectly, it's out. I look at it like I look at most of the stuff I cook, like, ugh, didn't turn out the way I thought. (laughs) Okay, we'll find something different to do with it. (laughs) Yeah, that's really interesting. So, So you're saying, hey, you know, this whole data that we spent all this time on, we're not going to just throw it out, but we can repurpose it. We can change the blog posts and kind of going back to, I don't know, patience, but flexibility, at least we can find a creative new way to use that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's super cool. That's, that's, that's the creative mindset that you guys are showing and, and uh, obviously fits really well into your field, the, the creative side of that. Cause I'm sure uh, many of us who are not marketers would, you know, try if our if our marketing plan doesn't work we're throwing it out the window onto the next thing so that created creativity is cool to see so as a new business owner there's so many questions that people obviously have to answer you know what am i going to do with all these different pieces that i need to both on the back end the marketing side the client you know relationships employees all those pieces 
Are there any nuggets of advice you have for our listeners today? Because I know your business is, is relatively new, but you both have, have quite a bit of business experience. So what, what advice could you give to listeners either thinking of starting a business or in kind of the beginning stages of, of beginning a business? Well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll start by just going back to the, to the, um, the, you know, the uh, question that you, that you uh, asked a few minutes ago, what I said, you know, you know, when you, when we, when you get going, it, it's fine. You, know, you can set ambitious, you know, set, set your goals and be, you know, be, um, I don't know what the word is, not aggressive, ambitious, I guess is a good word. Make sure they're, they're reasonable, but, but set those goals. But at the same time, you know, you have contingency plans uh, in the case, you know, in case things don't go as expected and know, again, know how much, uh, you know, what you can absorb in terms of cash flow or revenue shortfalls or delays if you, um, you know, without, you know, upending your personal or fam- family financial situation. You know, I guess I'll also just go back to, to that, to that word patience. Patience really is a virtue, you know, success. I think um, we found it pays to take small steps. Uh, you know, you don't need to swing for the fences as it were. And I guess another thing is, is um, this may not be applicable for everyone, but uh, obviously, but, uh, but if, you know, if, if your spouse is your business partner, uh, <laughs> how the way you navigate your marriage may not be the best way for navigating your business. Um, and, um, so, uh, you know, we're very democratic in our marriage. However, in the business, you know, as, as Leslie mentioned, you know, we, we, uh, sort of defer to each other's areas of expertise and a lot of decision-making and, um, yeah, the other thing to that, you know, we're learning, um, is this idea of, you know, just having fun. How often do you have a colleague, uh, that, you know, you truly love and, you know, so it's okay business obviously and making money you take it seriously but i would say the benefit to in any new business whether with your husband or you know just on your own or with a a stranger who you partner is to always remember to have fun because if you're not having fun you know what's the whole point you're most people do this because they love what they do yeah for sure i mean if you're not passionate about it it's not going to last right or at least it's not going to last and you're not going to last. You're going to burn out quickly if, if it's not something that you're passionate about and you enjoy. So yeah, very true there. Great advice. I mean, I think it's, it's a pretty small niche of, of people who are in business with their spouse or um, in a close relationship like that. But for those, those who are, I think there's very few pieces of information to say, Hey, this is how this has been done before. So I love that. Hopefully a couple of our listeners who are in situations like that can can listen to this and maybe be encouraged that uh, it's possible, right? You can be in business with your spouse and still still have a healthy marriage too. But also, yeah, the the, the first part you were talking about there too, Peter, um, the financial plan. I mean, it's so key to have a plan to know kind of your your benchmarks. Hey, if revenue drops to this point, we need yeah. to take these actions. Or if we're above this point, that means we can expand in this way. That's so key. And I think when you're starting a business, it, it may be hard to to draw that out and get to that point, but it's it's something that can always be worked on and flexible. So yeah, really great advice. Thank you both for, for sharing that. Um, but we, we are out of time, unfortunately. I wish I could ask even more questions, but thanks Leslie and Peter for being on the show today and, and sharing about your business. All right. Well, thank you, Nate. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. If you'd love to learn more about Colfax Marketing Group or, you know, maybe hear some more uh, marriage slash business 
advice. <laughs> um, you can reach out to Leslie and Peter. I'm going to put their information in the description below this podcast. You can reach out to them and, and learn more there. But we are all out of time. So thanks for jumping into business with us this week. And we will see you next time on the Navigating Business Podcast.